Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Central Youth Podcast. We exist to help students find and follow Jesus. Today you're listening to a message from our weekly Tuesday night gathering. We pray that it encourages your heart, and we hope that you enjoy the message. Well, welcome to Central Youth. My name is Michael. I get the honor of serving as the youth pastor and we're going to jump right into this, all right? I got a story to share with you. Uh, I was headed to a 21-day kind of retreat. It's called 21 Project. And really, the way I describe it is if you could think of the Olympic Games of Christians, you know, all the top-notch ones from different universities gathering together, um, this was that place, a bunch of high-key leaders all throughout the U.S. And this was kind of my first time doing any sort of training school, anything like that. And here's what happened, okay? I I was supposed to go, and I was supposed to uh, go register, and so I did it. And they tell me, well, for the next five hours, you can kind of just hang around. How many of you guys know in a new place, you don't want to hang around for five hours just sitting there doing nothing? And so I said, I'm going to go to Starbucks and sit there and do nothing instead uh, just to kind of get away from all these people. There was so many people. There was like 250 maybe, uh, maybe less. I could be exaggerating. But I headed over to Starbucks, and as I'm sitting there, I see this guy sitting across from a different table. And for some reason, he just seemed different. You ever meet someone and you can just tell there's something about them that is so different? And I'm not just saying that they dress funny. I'm not just saying that they got a painted uh, face or they're wearing a face mask or they have blue hair. Like, that's not how they're sticking out. But this person was just so intriguing. And for some reason, I felt like I had to talk to this guy and kind of ask him, like, who are you? And I couldn't really describe why, but I kept feeling like God was highlighting him to me. And I was so curious of who he was. And so I went up to him and I was like, hey, man, uh, can I ask you a question? Like, you seem to got a lot of joy. There's just something different about you. Uh, Tell me a little bit about yourself. And that's pretty uncommon, right? You don't just walk up to somebody and say, hey, tell me about who you are. But he starts telling me that he's a follower of Jesus, he loves God, and a lot of his joy just comes from that, which was unique because I was in a season where I'm trying to chase after Jesus. I'm going to this training school to learn more about God. And I say this to say that the story in itself is not important. But the question that I kept asking was, who was he? I was so curious of who he was. And I think about this kind of reality is that there's a question that plagues generation after generation. It's a question that points to worth, to desire, to love. And the question is, what is my purpose? Why am I needed? Why am I on this earth? And there's something that was so highlighted in this guy that drew me to ask him who he was. And it's the same question that we ask ourselves. What is my purpose? Who am I? And the truth is we can't fully understand our purpose if we don't understand our creator, our friend, our savior, 
And so that's what this whole series is about. It's touching on this question of Jesus is who? Who is he to me? Who is he to you? Who does he say he is? And so we're going to dive into that because in order to understand more of our purpose and what I believe is going to happen as a result of understanding who Jesus is, is that we will get more clarity, more vision on our own life, and understand more of our own worth. So we're going to take a look at a story in Matthew 16, 13 through 20. It says, Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for the flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my Father, who is in heaven, and I tell you, you are Peter. On this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. Now there's a lot of stuff going on, right? But I do want to point out this. Is that in the midst of them declaring who Jesus was, it says they were blessed. And so they got to do life with Jesus, right? They got to know him. They got to physically be with the man, Jesus. Now, we don't get that. We don't get that opportunity. We are not with him in the physical, right? But what's good about Jesus, what is great, is that we just even read this, that he has sent the advocate for us, and the Holy Spirit lives within us. And so that is where we get to reside. We get to reside with peace, with joy, with hope. And that is good news, right? And so as we dive into this, I want to... Point this out. Jesus asked them a very, very, very interesting question, right? It's a question to a bunch of guys that he's been doing life with. They've been with him doing life. They came out of a boat. They started following him, asking him questions, seeing him do miracles, seeing him do all these great things. And he says, who do you say I am? And that's an interesting question, right? is that that is a question that's unique to each of us. It's a question that's unique to Jeremiah. Is that who he sees God as, as he sees the man Jesus, his relationship with him is so much different than mine. And mine is different than yours. Mine is different than Avery's, than, than it is of um, Cameron's, of David's. All of ours are different. It's unique to each of us. And so how you come to the conclusion of who he is is dependent on your desires. When you think of that reality, right, is that uh, often we feel far from him when we're not close to him. We're not praying. We're not reading our word. We're not doing things that we need to be doing to get close to him. You can't be in a relationship 
and never talk to the person. That's not how you build a relationship. And so how you come to a conclusion of who you think Jesus is or who he is to your life is based on your desire, how much you desire to speak to him, how much you desire to come to youth group, how much desire you have to learn from others. You see, humans seek truth and and honestly, we all want to live a life worthy of talking about. No one wants to come to the end of the day when all they did was leave um, a track that no one followed. We all want to be influencers, TikTok, some of y'all doing dances unto the Lord. Just kidding. But we want to be people who are seen, right? Because we feel valued when we're seen. It's, it's, it's no wonder that social media, all these things are so uh, relevant to our lives because we desire to be seen, known, treated fairly, treated rightly. And so we all seek fame and legacies. But how do we get that truth then? If we are human seeking truth, how do we get it? And the Bible says in John 14, 6, it says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's a very interesting statement. But the truth is, is that the only way we experience truth is through Jesus. The only way we encounter God it's by his teachings, his followings, getting close to him. That's a significant part of our walk. So who do you say I am is the question that he asks. But that's unique to each of us. It's dependent on the desires of our hearts. And the only way we understand who we are to him is by seeking truth. So what do we do, Right? What do we receive when we understand who Jesus is? It's a good question. Like, that's great that we get to understand him, but what do we do with that? Well, we receive a blessing, right? You look at him, he says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. After he just looked at him and, and just said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, blessed are you. For flesh and blood has not revealed this. To you, but my father who is in heaven. They understood him not because of a preconceived notion, not because of what someone else said. It was unique to their experience, unique to their walk, unique to their following, unique to their chasing after Jesus. And you see, blessed to people back in that day, it was a public declaration of a favored status from God. And so when that was said, man, people were like, oh my gosh. We understand that. And the only way that you know that you're blessed and the only thing that you need to understand in the midst of this is that you're not doing life alone. And in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your joy, in the midst of your sorrow, in the midst of your peace, so is God. See, God's on our team. There's this fun thing. Uh, if you guys have ever been into our main service, if you've ever watched anything online, you know we always end with this phrase, and we don't say it just because it's something cool to do at the ending. What we do is because it's a truth. It's knowing God is on our team. And in Romans 8, 31, it says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? You see, when God is for us, we receive our purpose. When God is for us, we understand our identity. 
When God is for us, our dreams make more sense. We have vision for our life, and we can rest in the fact that God is in control. Because it's less about what I can achieve. It's less about what I consider success from my boss or or from my friends or from my family members. It's more convinced that obedience is a pathway of life. That loving God is a pathway of, of finding the fullness. That at the end of the day, when I meet him face to face, it was because I chased after him, not the ways of the world. You see, I receive a blessing when I understand Jesus is on my team. When I understand that God is for me. When I understand the truth and the reality. And now we're, we're going to learn a little bit about this. So this is just the, the pre preamble to uh, what we are going to go through. And Jesus is a lot of things to us, right? But who does he say he is? And that's a question to lead us into where we're going to go. Now, the Bible makes it very clear. He says a bunch of different things. He says, I am the bread of life in John 6, 35. And just as bread sustains physical life, Christ offers and sustains spiritual life. He goes on to say, I am the light of the world. And to a world lost in darkness, Christ offers himself as a guidance. In John 10, 7, he says, I am the door. Of this sheep. Now that's a weird thing, right? I'm a door. But Jesus protects his followers as shepherds protect their flocks from predators. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. We're headed into Easter, and this is crucial to our walks. That death is not the final word for those in Christ. That we inherit a kingdom that's not of this world. He says, I am the good shepherd in John 10, 11. See, Jesus is committed to caring and watching over those who are his. He loves us. He desires the fullness for us. And just as we learned earlier in John 14, 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That Jesus is the source of all truth and knowledge about God. He guides us, protects us, and loves us. He says, I am the true vine. In John 15, 1, by attaching ourselves to Jesus, we enable his life to flow in us and through us. Then we cannot help but bear fruit that will honor the Father. You see, Jesus says he is a lot of things. But the question as we head into this series, and we're going to go into a moment of prayer and response right now so we can hear from you guys. And this is a time for you to get real honest and real with God. Saying, God, this is what's going on in my life. And this is... This is how I see you. But God, would you correct me? Would you, would you pursue me in this time that I would find truth? That I would be guided by your wisdom. Guided by your spirit. You see, at the end of the day, God desires for us all to walk in our fullness. And our fullness is the result of understanding who he is. Because when we understand our creator, when we understand our savior, then we are able to understand our own identity. So my question to you as we head into this series is who do you say that he is?
Thanks again for tuning in to today's episode. To get more information about Central Youth, head over to centralsj.org. Click the connect button and check out the youth page.